What's up, everybody? We've made it to another week through another preseason game, through another practice week, almost. We've only got one more meaningless, pointless, doesn't mean anything. I guess that's what meaningless means. Meaning less? Yes, <clears throat> as in it means less. I, I, uh, I hear there's some real games right around the corner. I feel like they're like a week away. Something like that. In fact, by the time you're listening to this here podcast, it will be one little week away from actual football. And I can't wait because I couldn't be more sick and tired (laughs) of garbage football. I agree. And more Andrew Luck. Oh, wait. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. (laughs) Another edition of the Common Ground Football Podcast. Episode 68. 6-8. Right on the corner from 69. Word. Which will be next week's episode. Because that's how counting works. (laughs) <laughs> i've i've been told by my four-year-old that's how it works something like that and we're nearing uh closer and closer to 100 we're gonna have a big celebration for that right we should like a cake we should get a cake tv shows when they hit 100 episodes to get a cake brownies all right i'm down for some brownies if you do brownies though do you do dark chocolate brownies do you do caramel brownies do you do what do you do some sort of brownie just plain milk chocolate brownie. All of the brownies. Trip all of them. <laughs> Just every brownie. Bring us all the brownies in the land, and we will eat them for episode one hundred. I love, uh, <laughs> love a good fresh made brownie. You like them uh, a little softer, a little gooier. Yep. Me too. Are you the same way with cookies, like crisp cookie or a soft cookie? Nope, soft cookie. See, right here, we're finding more common ground between us. See how we did? <laughs> See how we did there. I can't stand crisp cookies. Disgusting. They don't make any sense to me whatsoever. It's like that's a cracker. You're right. With with it's a sweet cracker. Although I, I will say I do like uh, like like uh, Keebler elves like fudge stripes. Well, right. Those are crunchy, but that's a good cookie. You know what's really good with those? Make s'mores out of those bad boys. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. And actually, you know what the best s'more is? Not even kidding you. It's made with your favorite candy on earth, Reese's peanut butter cup. Ooh. You ever done that? No. You should. It's delicious. I don't. I think that's dangerous. I don't think it's dangerous at all. I think it's amazing. For me, dangerous. Delicious. Yeah, but the thing is, like, re- you can only eat one. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. They're messy and gooey and and. Wear gloves. All right. Well, challenge accepted. We're gonna have a barbecue <laughs> at my house and roast them some mallows and and uh, get some Reese's peanut butter cups. Anyways, uh, episode sixty eight. We're we're rolling right along, getting through preseason. This show is gonna be. It's a fun one. Today, I listened while I was prepping for this. I listened to this, what would have been this episode last season for the previewing week four, episode 31, something about uh, Peach Cobbler and a billion dollars or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was when uh, they were they asked Jerry Jones how much money he'd write a check for. Oh, to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. And you said a billion dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Has he written that check yet? Uh, he needs to write a check. <laughs> yes, he does to one certain player. Anyway, listen to that. So that was weird to 
I still find it weird to listen to us. I, I, I don't handle it well. Apparently everyone else, well, not everyone, apparently uh, our valued, cherished listeners don't mind listening to our voices. No, they don't. They like it. I, I don't think it really, there's not a lot of people that do this that maybe, I, I, I see that back. There's definitely people that love listening to the sound of their own voice. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just, I still find it weird, even 68 episodes in. Uh, so we're going to go through uh, preseason game, three recaps, get those out of the way. Any news from uh, this week in camp? Uh, well, it's not camp anymore, from practice. And uh, preview the, this week's games that are uh, the worst ones of all of preseason. They're the most important for a lot of those guys trying to make a team. Right. But they're the worst ones, and I have a hard time watching. Um, and then uh, we do have one important story we want to go through in the NFL world that unless you've been, unless you've been living under a rock, you will have heard of it. Um, and then we had some Star Wars stuff happen this week. A couple of Star Wars things. Yes. So if you've been listening to us since the beginning, you're well aware that although our focus is the Seahawks and the Cowboys and NFL football, uh, we've been known to dabble in the Star Wars world a little bit. And we're going to do that today. So uh, buckle up. <laughs> All right. So let's just get right on to it so we can get to the good stuff. Um, Tell us about your preseason game three, and uh, you want to start with your awesome and your bummer, um, or do you want to you want to work up to that? Let's work up to that. All right, that sounds good. Because um, I, I, did you see any of it or watch any? Of the I highlights? sure did not. Um, I don't even know what the uh, results were. Okay, well, what a terrible co-host. Well, I here we go. Um, no, so Dallas played uh, Houston in their third third preseason game. The um, the aptly named dress rehearsal game um and it went as about as well as one of those games could go granted it still is preseason and i know people people want to get excited and you know whatnot whatever it's still just preseason but um dallas beats uh houston 34 nothing pitches a shutout oh. um and i will say there are some things that are translatable to the regular season um and a lot of what you saw in the defense is definitely something that can translate into the regular season. Now, um, just right off the bat, um, that defense was all over Deshaun Watson, who was only in there for just a few plays. Same with Dak. Uh, Dak only had two attempts, but I think he was. I think he played a total of eight or nine snap, uh, maybe 10, 12 snaps, something Jeez, like that. He didn't play that much. He didn't play that much at all. Um, same with Deshaun Watson. Um, but right from the get-go, Dallas's defense was all over the quarterback. Didn't matter who was back there, um, all over the quarterback. And then you had um, the defense causing turnovers, which that's something that can translate to the regular season. You know, causing turnovers. Um, I think Dallas had a total of four turnovers, um, and it was just for the first time. I mean, the, you saw what the defense was able to do last year, and kind of got everybody excited especially once that new orleans game hit and dallas did what they did in new orleans and then kind of kept that momentum going um this year i think you're really going to see that big step um that second year with chris richard that um um second year with leighton vander esch and obviously you know what jalen smith and sean lee are capable capable of but now with these younger secondary guys like jordan lewis and chidobe wuze um xavier woods um 
I think this defense is going to be definitely one of the best in the league this year. Um, as far as, I mean, as far as offense, there wasn't, wasn't much, I mean, it wasn't like a big offensive explosion. They were just, they got the ball so many times, you know, off these turnovers, it just, you know, they were efficient with what they did. Um, but watching it back, um, you could really tell that once the, so there was a, um, one of the turnovers was a, um, block punt. And once that happened and that black block punt actually went for a score, but once that happened, you just had that whole momentum, you know, on the, on the defensive side and they just fed off that for the rest of the game. And it was just, it started to become one of those games. It was like, okay, well it's not, not really a whole lot, uh, keeping my attention here. Um, that, that, and obviously I had to work. So, yeah. Um, but no, it was definitely as good as a, a dress rehearsal game as you can get. Um, I'm just ready for the regular season to start this, this fourth game. It's so, I mean, unless, unless you're in, in the business and a scout or, you know, you're really just obsessed with it. These are the kind of games you like. Cause it's a bunch of players that, you know, are trying to make a roster and, um, you know, you could maybe see this person, maybe not making it here, but you know, being signed and picked up elsewhere. Cause that's, I mean, all of that's going about to happen here within the next week. You're going to have that big cut down to 53 and you have all these names out there and there's going to be players bouncing around like crazy. But, uh, yeah, this fourth game is always hard to watch. Uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> an absolute and, understatement. And unfortunately it's against Tampa and, you know, Jameis Ugh. and all that business. It's going to taste some W's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah um ready for your awesome and bummer the i'm gonna say the uh, i'll go right off the bat the bummer part is gonna be hard because there really wasn't a big bummer well let's start with awesome awesome um i was gonna say the whole defense but um sticking with the defensive side that the one player who's definitely become a name in camp and um definitely in the preseason is uh donovan wilson uh rookie safety he's every preseason game he's gotten better and you i mean in, in this last one he had a really nice interception and he he played it so well he was he was kind of um he was more just kind of spying what the what the quarterback was doing and was far enough from the wide receiver that he baited him into making that throw. And then as soon as that ball left his hand, he was, he went right for it. And I mean, it was just, it was one of those plays that, like I said, you know, Chris Richard, where he came from, from Seattle, it was definitely one of those, um, 2014, 2015, um, Seahawks secondaries type of play. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just gets you excited because, you know, you've been rolling with Jeff Heath. He's, you know, great tackler, or tacular. <laughs> it's late. Tacular. Great, great tackler. <laughs> um, obviously a great tackler, but definitely struggles in coverage and, and um, isn't really one to get his hands on the ball. But um, Xavier Woods, he's shown a little bit of that. But if you were able, able to have that, um, that ball hawking safety to go along with uh, Byron Jones and what he was able to do at corner last year, um, you know, that's, it's going to be exciting to watch. Bummer. Bummer. Um, Hmm. I guess bummer for the Houston Texans, man. It kind of sucked. It's a bummer, man. No. Um, no, honestly, just 
watching you know watching it over there just wasn't there wasn't a, a big glaring bummer and there wasn't one thing that i could pick out still at no, least at least right now still no zeke how about that uh, yeah that's a bummer yeah there, there you, you go. go that's a good bummer i'm glad i could help you out appreciate that <laughs> eh, no problem man i'm here to help buddy um all right anything else you want to talk about for that game um the other thing to watch out for is um the league is going to have a problem i mean so obviously we've talked about the 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 uh, defense but the league is going to definitely have a problem when it comes to these wide receivers um obviously you know what amari cooper can do but just watching michael gallup and if you if you don't really re- remember hearing about him last year, he, you know, rookie last year kind of came on, came on late, um, and had a solid end to his uh, rookie season, but everything this year, he, I mean, he, he looks like another number one out there. So now you got Amari Cooper on one side and Michael Gallup on the other, and that's going to, it's going to be a problem for, uh, for defenses. Um, he's looked good all camp. He's looked good in every preseason game. And then, and you saw it again in this one, he just looks very solid at him. Um, that's definitely one of the players that I'm most excited about watching this year. Um, you always have those wide receivers that, you know, rookie years are tough, but that second year and then that third year, those are when you'll see those really big jumps. Obviously, if you're a Julio Jones, that type, I mean, or Calvin Johnson, they had right off the gate, you know, they were off and running. But um, seeing Michael Gallup and everything that he's done this this offseason, um, extremely excited for that. Here I thought you were talking about like the NFL is going to have like a real problem, like well, penalty, they, 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 the NFL or, does have or something or something like that, and you basically were just throwing some smack talk out there saying, "Hey, all you teams playing the Cowboys this year, you have a problem." Now the NFL has a problem. Well, the NFL has lots of problems, uh, that's for sure. So uh, let's move on to the Seahawks. Then I have, I mean, mine's just as short as yours. It's it's preseason, man. So uh, they went down to uh, lack. Played in that's that, right. played in that their soccer stadium, uh, which was not full, and <laughs> <laughs> they won, which is ridiculous because it seats like twenty something thousand people. But whatever. Uh, so they went, they went down there and won twenty three fifteen, and actually that score is not at all accurate when it comes to uh, what you saw on the field. The Chargers made a little bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter, but it was all backups playing backups, and you can't really you know put much into that, and who cares? But uh, it was the the Seahawks. I mean, they pretty much dominated it, uh, especially on the line of scrimmage. The starting offense looked really, really good. Russell looked great, and Carson looked great. Lockett looked great. Uh, my awesome, awesome is the starting offense. They, I'm, I was as always. I'm nervous about offense because you got to score points to to win a game, and you know, I after hell with bevel being here and the first year with schottenheimer uh i mean it went well but there's definitely some criticisms there i get a little nervous you know yeah but carson carson's a stud it's amazing that you know he was drafted what sixth or seventh round that's late and he's the fact that their their first round guy penny can't beat him out it's just Carson's a stud. He looks great out there. And then that whole dynamic of now who's number two, because you would think, well, Penny's a shoe in. Well, then all of a sudden, uh, CJ Procise was resurrected, came out of nowhere, and he led a great game, and he challenged him for that number two spot. So 
uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's a nice problem to have, I guess, if you think about it, with an mm-hmm. offensive coordinator that likes to do run first. Lockett, but on the, on the receiver side, Lockett is a stud all on his own. We knew this already. Uh, I, I'm just I'm excited to watch what this offense can do um, this season. And with the, the uncertainty on so much of the defensive side of the ball, it's good to be excited about the offense because they're just going to have to outscore everybody. Uh, I don't see a lot of defensive scoring happening, which is always fun. So um, kudos to the starting offense. They're, they're ready to go, that's for sure. My, on the other side of it, bummer uh anybody who is listening to the radio broadcast <laughs> and you must know where i'm going do you know I, no i'm just giggling because it's, it's steve rabel yeah <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with steve rabel um i was up at a little fair here if you're if you've ever been to washington state uh there's a little town in douglas county called waterville and it is a plateau and it's dry it's a, it's very dry and it's this town it's the weirdest thing is it you drive up that canyon and all of a sudden there's this town in the middle of all these wheat fields, in the middle of nowhere. And they have a fair there. And it's the smallest little fair ever. And I'd never been before. And we went. You ever been there? No. No? Don't go. So then, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, go if you like. It's fine. It's just, it's tiny. Like, you can stand in one spot and do a circle and go, oh, cool. I've seen everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, we're at the fair. And another big story breaks that we'll talk about a little bit later while I'm there. And then we get back in the truck and we're going to drive and that's Seahawks game starting. So I get on the radio and I'm like, oh, that's right. Joel McHale is going to be on the radio broadcast with Steve Rabel because he's a giant Seahawks fan. And this will be fun. He's also a football guy. You know, he seems to know football. And it was radio torture. (laughs) And really, it was so bad. And you could tell that Rabel, even though that like, I'm sure he had to agree to it. It to me, and maybe I'm maybe if you were to talk to Rabel, he'd tell you he wasn't annoyed at all. He sure sounded annoyed. I was annoyed. It just like I couldn't even pay attention to what was happening because you Joel was just this whole the whole thing was just it was god awful. And I was so happy to get home and be able to go back inside and put it on the TV and listen to uh, who was doing it. Uh, oh that oh that dude that dude. See, so you know yeah. who I'm talking about now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sucks. It was awful. He's a giant, and I get it. He's a giant Seahawks fan, and uh, but I don't think he was doing at all what they thought he would do on the broadcast. He was just, it wasn't good, and I well, did not enjoy it. So well, he he did. He put it on Twitter. I'm sure he thought it was great. Good for him, huh? Um, uh, Geno Smith returned, um, and actually he looked determined to snag that backup quarterback spot paxton lynch was out way on concussion protocol um and he didn't look that great in the second game anyway so i think gino's pretty much locked that up what you do with paxton lynch do you you know let him cut him and hope he goes practice squad i don't know but uh and then the like i brought up before the battle between penny and Procise uh for that backup running running back spot most people are going to look at me and go what penny i mean that's penny's spot he's got that and I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I'm not a giant CJ Procise fan just because I don't think the guy can stay healthy. I don't think you can trust him to stay healthy at all. Is he producing, though? However, when he's healthy, we just saw in that game why Pete Carroll can't give up on him. He had two amazing games in his Seahawk career that they hold on to desperately and hope that one day he'll be healthy enough 
and do that again. So um, I think that there's definitely some drama there possible. So, but you know what? Another game uh, where the game was great until you got to your backups and your backups, backups, and then it was bleh. So I'm with you. Once you got down to the water boy. Yeah. Once you got down to the, <laughs> it was just done. So I'm with you. Bring on the regular season. Pretty please. Um, anything going on in uh, practice this week? Got a Dak Zeke update. I know you talk to Zeke all the time. How's he doing? He's, uh, he's doing well. <laughs> he's uh, in shape. Good. He's ready to go whenever he Who's gets. he training with? Um, some idiot named Marshall Falk. Oh, that guy. And I can say that because this show's small. And if it were to gain some traction just because of that comment, I'm okay with that. <laughs> just my opinion um i hope so before so i hope that makes us just blow up yeah before we get there um so definitely you know some positives um so you see i've talked about the defense and we're going to talk about them all year long but um you saw what they were able to do um you know just this in this past preseason game but that was also without including byron jones and demarcus lawrence um both of them have been on pup um all off season um and this week they both were activated from pup so they are ready to return and that's just going to add more pieces to that defense um as far as Mari cooper and the foot goes um everything that's kind of coming out is he's he's going to be ready for week one he's not going to play in the preseason obviously there's probably gonna be no if any starters that play in this game on saturday this final preseason game thursday um or i'm sorry thursday today today right now while you're listening to this that game's probably on yeah probably um but everything's saying that he'll he'll be ready for week one so no worries there um as far as Dak and all well, Dak and amari's contract you know nothing nothing there and uh cowboys came out and said um you know we're not we're not going to be dropping talks and the uh, Dak and amari's Amari's agents both said we're not going to drop talks once the season uh, once the season begins so um you know eventually at some point you know, during this year, I'm sure there's going to be contracts for those two as well. Obviously, the big one that everyone talks about, and I see it all the time on those damn debate shows, that's still all they're talking about, um, is Zeke. Um, the latest latest coming out was that uh, Dallas inched closer to that girly deal and probably did what would be the best thing is Give, offer him a contract that's obviously a little bit low. it's less than Gurley's with um you know bonuses and 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 i don't want to say milestones but like um incentives yep um with those bonuses and incentives the deal would probably push zeke over over Gurley, and that's that's totally fine there's nothing wrong with that and i think that's the way you'd want to go um but um there hasn't been any response on the from the other side or from you know from Zeke's agent and and, and or Zeke, um, so we'll 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 see what happens. I, I Jerry obviously he's likes to talk and he'll make headlines himself, but he he said uh, that they're they're willing to play you know with or without a player that's on uh, what that's with or without a player that's on contract. Um, Obviously, from his perspective, yeah, Zeke is under contract. He should be there, but he also understands kind of, you know, what's going on. He's been doing this for forever. Um, but the interesting thing is when you look at these first few games, 
Dallas would probably be okay to afford not having Ezekiel out there and having him. Um, the other, the other part of that quote for that Jerry Jones said was, um, you know, we're, we're ready to begin the season, but I'd like to have a healthy Zeke for playoffs and for obviously the middle and end of the regular season run, you know, once you get into the, the, to, uh, the end of November after Thanksgiving and December and all that. So, you know, wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't anything done pre pre week one? Do I do I personally think there I think there will be? Yeah, and I I would like I'd like Zeke to play all you know the whole sixteen games. Um, but you look at those um, first three games. You've got obviously the opener against the uh, Giants, okay, uh, and then week two you have uh, the Redskins, okay, and then you have the and then you have Miami at home. <laughs> so a week four is Sunday night and that's against New Orleans. Okay. Yes. You That'd definitely be, want, you definitely want them there. You want Ezekiel it back for at least that game. But those first three games, giants, Redskins, dolphins with the way that Tony Pollard has been playing. And that, again, that's another player that you've seen all off season, just improve and improve. Um, I think they, I think they could be okay. And I don't think it would be as, it's not going to be as like a, a, I don't even want to say death blow, but it's not going to be as like a big, like, Oh my gosh, we don't have him. It's like, it's the team is a good team. And I think they would be just fine. Obviously without him, they do miss a huge piece and the offense has to change just a little bit. And the way that uh, defense uh, defenses play him changes a little bit, but he can only, he won't ever hurt the team. He'll only add more. And so, um, you know, where the team is at right now, I think they're, they would be perfectly fine. And I think, uh, I think Jerry and the Cowboys, I think they cave before, I would say before Saturday, that'd be my guess. Just because once you get past Saturday, cut down. Yeah. You're just, there's not a ton of time for him to get back in practice with the team and play week one yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens so i i just got to believe if i'm if i'm zeke i mean if you think about it, zeke's probably sitting there going they need me they're gonna cave and at some point it's probably gonna happen oh i'm sure yeah um Players. now so now on the flip side of all that the kind of thing that sparked um the traction on this show um, so, so Zeke Elliott and Marshall Falk, who I, Marshall Falk, I'm never like, yeah, he was a good player, but I'm just never liked him. I don't like him as an analyst. I just, he just bothers me. Uh, much yeah. like, much like Dion does. Dion drives me crazy. Um, but, um, Marshall Falk and, uh, Zeke share the same agent. And, uh, last week I, I mentioned, you know, Falk was going to be going down to Cabo and was going to try to help get Zeke into football shape, which, um, Falk said he was going to try to make him puke. Well, he didn't. He couldn't make Zeke puke. So I'd say he's not down there just drinking margaritas. I'm sure he's working his ass off. Um, Basically what he said, you failed, Marshall Falk. Pretty much. Um, Failure. But in the midst of all this, now you have Marshall Falk kind of being a a mouthpiece for, I don't even want to say Zeke, but maybe more for the agent. And the kind of shit he's saying right now, he's, he's... it's just not. It doesn't help Zeke at all, and it doesn't help you know Zeke's image for the people who aren't who aren't really paying attention to what's going on. They just they just hear that and think, oh, well, maybe that's what he's thinking or that's what he's saying. Um, 
But you got, you know, Falk calling Dak a bum. If Zeke wasn't there, I think Dak is a solid quarterback. That debate is going to rage on probably up until he retires or whatever. That's that's going to be a debate until until the end. Forever. Um, I think he's I think he's a very very solid quarterback, and still he's only in his well he's in his third year now, but still you know very young. Um, and then he made some comment about um, you know why did why did the organization pay Jalen Smith? Um, you know, and drafted Leighton Vanderesh. Obviously, they didn't think Jalen Smith was that good if they drafted Leighton Vanderesh. So why would they give Jalen Smith his money and not pay Zeke? It's like, okay, um, you're just wrong on all fronts. There, wrong. obviously, Vanderesh was was drafted to replace Sean Lee. He wasn't drafted to replace Jalen Smith. Um, and that just comes from you know not that comes from being you know, in New York or LA, wherever they record, you know, NFL network and do all those shows that, that, that comes from just being outside the realm of what's going on in the building and within the Cowboys organization. Um, but yeah, I just, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing positive that's, that's coming out of fault getting involved of all this now at all. So he just needs to shut up what you're thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's about it. Oh, okay. Shut up, Marshall Falk. How about that? How about that? Uh, any other preseason news? I was trying to think of. I was trying to look up and see if there was any other crap that he said. <laughs> Just because I saw it, I was like, "Just keep." Going. All of a sudden, you get involved, and then now you know it's what all the sports radio and sports media is all talking about. And um, I don't know. This week's actually been kind of nice. It's been a little light on the Zeke talk. And more on something else. So it's been, hasn't been too bad. I've been enjoying it. Except for Jerry said something today. He was at a, or not today, but, or he was at a thing and he was talking about how, you know, well, there's one missing from our roster, but he'll be there. And I'm not, oh, yeah. And I'm not joking. That's what he said. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I, I, I believe him. Yep. So there's always Jerry Jones news because there's, there's not one owner in the NFL. Well, like Jerry Jones. Well, well, excuse me. Well, there sure isn't. There's no other owner that the media goes to first after a game. There's, there's no other salesman like Jerry Jones. That's true. That? And he's, and he's a face of that team, but it just cracks me up every time because a game will end and the media heads straight for Jerry before they go to anybody else. Like there's Garrett and the players kind of just waiting while the media surrounds Jerry and gets his comments, and there's not another owner in the NFL that does that. Jerry's well, no, he's he's more he's just he's in the locker room, and that's why. Oh, and, I know. But they're but they're hitting up all the players and coaches first, and then, I think and, he and wants people to know that it's his team. I wants people to wants to remind them every game. By the way, uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but I own the Dallas Cowboys. Well, but you know, <laughs> good for him. He's like, hey, hey, I don't know if all y'all know, but I have the most valuable sports franchise in the world. Vomit. So, <laughs> um, I mean, yes, that's very true, but still, vomit. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw at least you he's never not, saw at least he's Paul not, Allen down there doing that shit. Well, Paul, well, uh, actually, I'm not even going to say anything because he's. I know. He's well, not yeah. here. What are you going to say? Huh? You mean a little disrespectful towards the dead? No, I, was, I was just going to say. Rest in peace, Paul. Yeah, just, <laughs> well, let's not go down that road. <laughs> what I was going to, what I was going to jump to was at least, at least Jerry's not getting you know pulled off, um, you know, in some massage parlor. <laughs> That's a good stab. I'm right sure. There. I'm, <laughs> I, I love. 
Huh. Yeah. Who did that? Stupid cheaters. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong if it was if it is all legal, but uh No, it's the Patriots. A lot, a lot of so it's ab- smelling, all of it's a lot wrong. of it was smelling like it was not. Yeah. Anyways, um yeah, shut up, folk. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh anything uh you want to talk about when it comes to your game four versus the Buccaneers Thursday. Nope. Awesome. Not a, not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. There's going to be a lot still, of guys. I mean, still, even for these for these backup players and, and these guys that are trying to make a roster, still, you don't want to see any of them get injured. No. So, uh, no. Again, and, and, well, and that was obviously one of the big things we were talking about last week, and unfortunately, you saw it right there, Lamar Miller, um, uh, torn ACL. Yep. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad play. It wasn't it, nothing. It was just football, and, and, and it happens. And that means nothing. And so now you got um, – you know they're starting running back out for the season, and you know you you just you hate to see those kinds of things, um, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, but any any of these guys in this fourth game, you don't want to see them get hurt because if they don't make your team, there's big possibilities these guys yeah. can all make make other other rosters. And, so. and if they don't do that, they got the XFL right around the corner. I mean, there's opportunities for them out there, so you, you never want to see them get hurt. Or at least bad injuries. You just don't want to see it. It's and but unfortunately, it's part of the game. Uh, all right. So Seahawks biggest story is coming out of camp. Uh, not a damn thing, really. Uh, so the big stories this week. One of the things is, of course, CJ Procise and his you know big resurrection. Will he get a roster spot? I honestly was saying earlier in the preseason, if he doesn't get healthy enough to go out and play in the preseason, I don't see how they give him a spot. Uh, and then he goes out and plays and he does great. And, and of course, so now, you know, Pete Carroll came out and flat out said, I don't give up on guys. And you know that that's one of Pete's guys. And, and so trying to figure out where he fits. And of course you've got every single media guy out there, guys and gals putting together their mock 53 man roster and who's going to make it and who's not. And if there's one thing the Seahawks have shown us that they don't really give a crap what you think. And they're going to do their own thing. And they'll cut somebody that you think will absolutely should have made the team. And, and we'll all be surprised. So I was going to, I was going to say something else, but I, you good? I'm good. You want to throw it I'll, in there? No, I'll just, I'll leave you it. I mean, I, that? I said something that wasn't entirely accurate anymore, but that's okay. I'm yeah. not going to throw dirt on yeah. Falk anymore. Oh, okay. Just look up why you got fired. Oh, okay. You still hate him? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Just want to make sure. Oh yeah, uh, but ProSize. So yeah, ProSize drafted in 2016, and and the, he's only played in 16 of the 48 regular season games. So the, I mean, the dude just can't stay healthy, and that makes me nervous because what do you do? I mean, if you if you cut McKissick, and then you keep ProSize and Penny, who becomes your second? And who's your third down back? Uh, do you trust? Procise enough and do they love him enough to put him in that two spot and make penny or third down and no i'm not talking crazy that's been mentioned out there by uh, seattle sports media people and um and then if Procise gets hurt now what do you do because you don't have somebody else to jump in um they i, I just think that's gonna be a super tough call for them and i i honestly don't know what you do he's shown so many flashes of yes he can be awesome but only when he's healthy and is he fragile or does it just have shitty luck? I think that's what it comes down to. And that could very well could be. That's a uh, foreshadowing for 
weird how it went there. Later on, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're still, you know, they pretty much have, if you were to look at those mock 53-man roster things, they're pretty, I would agree with most of them. They're pretty accurate. The, the, the spots are still kind of up for grabs. It's going to be corner. I still don't know who's really going to get that other side on the opposite of Shaq, Griffin, and then receivers. You have a billion of them, but, you know, more gets hurt. He's going to be out for a little bit. Broken hand? No, no it's a shoulder, it's like a fracture, and no. it's up there somewhere. He. Uh, so then you got, you know, Jennings. They they did cut, um, waived Amara Darbo, <laughs> second time in two seasons, and uh, so just the the receiver end and what they end up going with. Um, I think Urshua is probably a, is going to get a spot. I like him. He's like a, a another Doug Baldwin, basically. And uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just that's going to be the kind of thing you're going to wait and see who ends up getting those spots. Does, does Deshaun Shedd make the roster? Does he not? I still say he does. Uh, it's just that it's that weird time where you just there's so many names on the bubble. You get a little nervous about it. Um. Like I said, like I mentioned, they waived Amar Darba, um, and then the, they put uh, Nazair Jones, the defensive tackle, on IR. The cool news out of this week was that uh, Ziggy Ansah practiced Tuesday along with uh, Marquise Blair. So Blair back on the field, which was great. And, but getting, and some defensive line help. Yes, but getting Ziggy out there, that's – that's that's a that's a big deal that's the first time he's practiced since becoming a seahawk which tells you that shoulder is pretty much good to go and gotta be great we need that so bad use like you said offensive line help or defensive line help um something that uh, dallas definitely has a surplus of can you can we borrow one <laughs> just borrow maybe okay uh and then the other rumors out there that's just fun for the week was that the Seahawks popped up on a list of teams mm-hmm. for a certain uh, player in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. And he's he was franchised. He has not signed it yet, right? And he's still a holdout. Yep. And was going to report. Yep. And so now they're shopping him around, and, and he visited with the Dolphins, but he's he's pretty much said he wants the – if he's going to go anywhere, he'd like to be traded to the Seahawks, and then I can't remember what the other team was. Eagles? Yes. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. Uh, if you can get him for, say, a second-round pick, do it. If you can get him for a second-round pick and maybe J.D. McKissick, because they need running back help down there. Very true. Uh, do it. Or Penny. Or, you know what? I'd be okay with that. I know that's like I'm sure people are gonna be like Penny is our first round pick. We can't do that. Yes, we can. I yeah, exactly. Yes, they can do whatever they want. Um, that I mean, and Penny seems to be the kind of back that fits that scheme a little bit better. And you have quarterback like Sean Watson with him. You know, you never know. I think that the Seahawks have enough pieces in the running back position that they could deal one of them, whether it be McKissick, Procise even penny do that and a second round pick and get clowny i'll tell you what i'd do it in a heartbeat if i'm john schneider 
and uh so there that's it's a it's there's a lot of rumors circling around but i yeah. i'd be i'd be totally okay with that so hey john do that would you just just i know you listen to our show so just go ahead and do it i approve uh and i'm with you for the fourth preseason game i i don't i know i have nothing uh good luck to all the the guys that are going out and play please don't get hurt uh show us what you got give it a billion percent hopefully make the team if not i hope you get picked up elsewhere i know it's obviously the dream of of all these guys so with that being said there was another story that happened in the nfl this week it was a big one holy crap and a half right was that that waterville fair again tell you what (laughs) and i'm (laughs) and i'm walking around and all of a sudden uh misty my wife grabs her phone because she got a little notification and and i look has it and i hear oh weird (laughs) i hear a holy shit (laughs) and i'm like the kids can hear you (laughs) and then i and then i grab my phone and i went holy shit (laughs) yep uh so unless again you've been like living under a rock the big news saturday was that uh andrew luck at age 29 has decided to retire from the NFL, which is just still several days later, mind blowing yeah. to me. Uh, your first thoughts after hearing it and reading it? The very, the, this, <clears throat> so it was actually my dad who sent it to me because I hadn't seen it yet because I was uh, again at work. Um, You're always at work. I'm always at work. Um, but yeah, same same reaction was just like it, it, right off the bat was like holy shit. And then my immediate next thought was good for him. Yep. Because the guy has not had help in Indianapolis. Obviously, he stepped into some giant shoes uh, with Peyton Manning uh, leaving. Um, Already had pressure on him being the number one overall pick. Um, But he just just didn't have help around him. Uh, He still had, you know, he was still on track and, and, um, was going to have a great, you know, great career overall. Whether or not he would, he got that ring, who knows? But everything that he was able to do, regardless of all the injuries, um, you know, it's it's definitely bittersweet that a, a special player like that is retiring at that age. Um, but yeah, my my first thought was, you know, good for him. And then obviously, you kind of saw um, the reaction, but. Um, seeing his reasons and and why, and you you can't do anything but respect that. And um, I mean, you want to give your 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 reaction to that first before we start going into the the problems of everybody else. Well, I mean, it was it was obviously surprising. I he has been in a in a never ending cycle lately the last few years of of getting her rehab, getting her rehab. And that, that's ultimately what he, what he said. He was like, I, I just, he, he said he lost the joy for the game. And, and how can you fault somebody for that? No, I mean, that's just like, if you're in your job, any of us regular folk that don't make the millions of dollars and we're, you're unhappy in your job. And one day you just decide you're done. You don't want to do it anymore. You, you know, you used to be fun and used to enjoy it. And now you don't. And, and, for him to walk away from 50 something is that 50 something million dollars i mean he walked away from a 
ton of money. Yeah, I I, th- I think they came to some sort of agreement. They though, did for, for well, and, some, and any they didn't have to give back any of his bonus, his signing bonus, which right. is nice. I mean, the Colts actually handled they, this really well. Well, They're Jim Mercer hasn't had the best track record um, no. of late, so I'm pretty sure he would want to do the right thing. Yeah, um, but he and they and they still hold his rights too for the next couple years. Well, and and there's plenty of people out there who think that this is a, you know, he could come back, and he has every option to. I mean, he absolutely can. Um, he's not on. A, they didn't. They put him on. He can't play this year, but uh, if he wants to come back, he can come back. But it just was. He's only 29 years old, and he, you know, he was a, a number one pick, and it just to see his career which was he was supposed to be this you know the the next coming like the next big thing and and he just never got to that and yeah he was wasted his his time in in indianapolis was wasted uh with not putting the right players around him and it's just a bummer you hate you hate to see it but it's at the same time it's weird because i actually think it's kind of cool that somebody like him had the guts to say no i don't enjoy this anymore I'm not having any fun. My body hurts every day. I'm sick of it. I'm going to walk away. Yep. And, and that's crazy. And then of course, so then you get, uh, outside of all that. So Schefter, Adam Schefter at ESPN, he's the one that of course breaks the news because that's what Schefter does. Breaks news. (laughs) And, and he he does it before Andrew Luck has even had a chance to actually announce it himself. It happens during the game, during the preseason game. So yeah. Andrew Luck's not playing because of his ankle. He's on the sideline joking with teammates, having a good time. And the tweet goes out. And, of course, you know the fans in the stadium are getting this on their phones and and all that good stuff. And the Colts walk off the field in the fourth quarter, and they boo the crap out of Andrew Luck. Yep. And I gotta say, uh, there's plenty of there's been different opinions all over the place all week on this, but I for one think that's ridiculous. That's a horseshit move and embarrassing for the fans to even think that that was okay to do. And yeah, bullshit move. That's a good way to put it because that's just it's just dumb. You, that how on earth can you think that after? what he's tried to give you in his time there and him making the decision to walk away because it's, it hurts all the time and he's just not having fun. You think that's okay to boo him? Right. You should have gave him a standing ovation. You assholes. I, that's what I was just going to say was obviously you may not have known the exact reason at that moment, but you're like, Oh shit. He just retired. Well, I, this is gonna be the last time we're going to see him walking off this field. Yeah. Stand up, clap your hands. Boom is stupid. One of the one of the first thoughts I had though, when that news broke though, was that twenty twelve uh, draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know somebody from that draft class. Yeah, I do. But you had uh, obviously number one overall was Andrew Luck. Number two was Robert Griffin the third. So they are now both. They're out. Out. Um, Ryan Tannehill. Eh. Um, Brandon Whedon. Uh, Brock Osweiler. Hey, he uh, he visited Indianapolis today. Uh, and then you had <laughs> then you had Russell Wilson and Nick Foles. So and then followed by Kirk Cousins. 
So the bottom of that so the, draft. So the, uh, the best two quarterbacks from that draft came in the third round. That's and crazy. that really, I mean, the jury's out on Baker Mayfield, obviously. We'll see what happens there. But you, it's just another thing that goes to show that you don't have to take a quarterback in the first round and, you know, and went with the top five picks. You can find good quarterbacks throughout the draft. Russell Wilson's one of them. Obviously, Dak's one of them. Romo wasn't even drafted. Uh, Brady, you know, sixth round. Yeah, look what he's done. I mean, you don't. It doesn't always have to be that 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 first round, top five, top ten pick guy because you know it. As as of late, it seems like those haven't been panning out. No, no, they haven't. And you're starting to hear that more and more in drafts every year. They start talking more and more about uh, you really don't need to go. Get your quarterback right there. Russell Wilson has proved that Tom Brady, even more than that, has proved you don't need to get him right there at the top. And But this is a stunner. This was just not at all what I expected news-wise on a Saturday afternoon. Right. <laughs> and uh, I get it. I get that Indianapolis fans are upset. Right. But How can you not be? But uh, don't boo him. I mean, pff, I, I couldn't believe that. And well, and, and then well, to, the icing on the cake was obviously Gottlieb's tweet. Go ahead. Oh, Gottlieb's tweet. Yeah, he's been defending it all week too. Oh yeah. Uh, and so he called Andrew Luck a f- just flat out millennial. So he said, uh, "Quitting something." Be- this is not quoted word for word, but it's basically the the gist of it was quitting because it's too hard. Uh, is such a millennial thing to do. Hashtag Andrew Luck. Isn't Gottlieb? Didn't he get in trouble for stealing like credit cards and something like that? Something like that. Yeah, shut up, Gottlieb. Um, but the the, I mean, yes, very to, the, to, to Lux defense has come lots of Hall of Famers. Oh and yeah, a lot. I mean, a lot of oh, people. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. All you had to do just go on Twitter and look. I mean, this the the amount of people. Well, it's crazy. And then the article from ESPN. I mean, looking here, all the people that have, all the players that jumped out and had things to say. You know, Dak had things to say. Russell had things to say. Every all these players, most of them, their their reaction was yes, they were stunned and surprised, but at the end, they were like, "Hey, totally get it." They're, More power they, to them. They're all doing the same thing. They are all in the NFL. We're not. We have no idea what it's like. No. Um, you know, on a day to day basis, we have zero zero room to to have those opinions yeah and I, I Gottlieb's tweet was complete bullshit and i i get it he's trying to he's backing it up now trying to you know because he said it but it's just poor taste a very poor taste you talk you, any of these former players that are in like, they'll do interviews we're talking a decade two decades down the road from playing the last time they played football and they're all they're all asked the same questions by smart interviewers because they're trying to get people to understand what the body goes through playing a violent game like football yeah and they're all asked when you get up in the morning how do you feel and all of them say the same thing no matter what their position was they all say the same thing it fucking hurts yeah <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to yeah. wake up and i'm in pain every single day and you know i luck was in a never-ending Trying to play, get hurt, rehab. Yep. And rehab sucks. That's never and it's any not, fun. And it's not like it was for the same thing. You know, no. It's 
ribs, its knee, its shoulder, its you know kidneys, its you know. Well, it'll be interesting to see what Indianapolis does. They've got Brissett, Jacoby Brissett as their backup, and that's who they're going with to start the season, obviously. But they had, I saw Osweiler was visiting. Um, I don't know if that's a good move to make. He's not that great. Probably not. No, probably not. Uh, Paxton Lynch probably be available. You know, um, there there's options out there, and I get it. Again, I get the fans perspective on it they felt like this was going to be a good year for them if he could stay healthy and they had the right pieces finally around him but but i i will i will be pissed the the whole booing thing just i couldn't believe it oh yeah no definitely but you know good good for andrew luck hopefully he'll you know hopefully he's what he he's got plans on what he wants to go do and you know what you got you've got time you've got the money go do it would it shock you if he came back um at age 29 no it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he came back um you know in two three seasons but in two three seasons that's a long time to take off obviously you had witten coming back at the age of you know 37 38 or but he only missed one season only missing one season um and still being around the sport the entire time um with luck you know who knows I think it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know if it would work out that well. I think that if he's going to do it, it can only be it can it has to be next year. I think if he waits any more than one season, like you like you said, it's it's two three seasons down the road. That's really hard to try, especially at a quarterback position. Being out of the game, that's really hard to come back from. It wouldn't shock me if if next season he said, "Oh, I'm coming back," and then the whole conspiracy theory because his dad runs the the XFL. Dude's not going to the XFL. He's not going to retire from the NFL to go play in the XFL. <laughs> it's not how that's going to work. You're going to make, you know, pennies over there compared to the millions you're going to make. Right. Yeah. That's just stupid. But I've heard that a lot. Dumb. Um, okay. Fantasy football. Uh, filling up quick. I got a couple spots left in the league. Um, if you have not jumped on board uh, on Twitter or Facebook, jump into our, our direct message, our, our private messages. Send us a message, your name, and your email address. And if I have a spot left, I'll give it to you. If not, there's always next year. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to have some swag. Got our official coffee mugs already here. So those are. I see that. Those are quite nice. Those are fancy swag. We got more than that, though. There's more stuff coming. Um, and then picks game pick them in case you missed it uh in the last episode we're going to do game picks with our entire fan base or anybody that wants to participate all you need is an espn fantasy account uh you go to picks game pick them and you create an entry and then it asks you what groups you want to join search for common ground football podcast and uh join that group and every week you can pick games along with us and have some fun and whoever will keep track through the whole year and whoever has the most there will also get some cool swag and some fun stuff so um don't miss out on that uh, social media mailbag i was dumb because i was working too and i forgot to post it until today hey this isn't our full-time gig man <laughs> i know we got like lives and jobs and stuff and it's crazy uh we did have a couple of, of questions hold on oh what did you got what you, you got? were you were talking about the pig skin pick them yep uh okay so you would click that and then game mode straight spread confidence straight okay I don't, we're think, doing, I don't we're, think you mentioned that. We're doing straight. Yeah, straight picks. Just literally just picking the winner of each game. You pick. You end up picking the winner of each game, and on the Monday night game, you get to pick a score for a tiebreaker. That's how it works. So 
um, create your entry and then yeah, search for us. I think we're common ground. F it might be common ground FPP. I can't remember. Also, I'm going to tweet out the link again. And, uh, so you guys can just join right in on it. It's so much fun. I've been doing it by myself for years and it's always cool that. And I always like, and I, but unfortunately I end up missing a week and it ruins the whole thing, but I like the survivor, uh, pools, those picks where you have to, you have every week, you have the entire NFL schedule and you're picking a team to win, but you only get to pick that team once throughout the whole season. So you have to be very careful about who you pick because if you pick, you know, say, dallas this week you're picking them because that's pretty much their guaranteed week to win and you just gotta be really creative i like those are fun but i end up always like missing a week and as soon as you miss a week you drop way down the rankings and what's the point so then i just say screw it <laughs> so okay um both of our questions one of them on facebook from my mother and then the other one on twitter from uh tyler hupp uh both of them are star wars related um my mom wants to know about uh, something about the reaction uh, for Ray in the trailer, which we will talk about in a little bit. And then Tyler asks, how many times have you watched the new Star Wars uh, D23 trailer? A few times. <laughs> I've watched it a few times. Uh, in fact, we watched it just before we started recording again. Yes, we did. Um, I've probably watched it, uh, uh, I would say, I don't know, 25, 30 times. Well, and most of the time, because I like to watch the reaction videos too. Once one of those trailers comes out, it's fun, especially ones that have shocking moments in them. Right. I like to watch through. Everybody has those different reaction channels and to watch people like freak out over certain things. That's always fun. And so, of course, you're watching the same trailer in those videos with them over and over and over again. So, um, and then, of course, making an appearance as he always does nowadays, our friend from Ohio who apparently didn't like it that I said last week he was a little too gloomy <laughs> and I needed to bring a little bit more energy. So bring some spice. Bring <laughs> so let's see what he has to say or what he has to ask this week. Hey, guys, what's up? Dennis from Ohio. And last week, apparently, I was not as excited as Brian wanted me to be. So guess what? He's a hard guy, I'm going to be please. super excited. Woo! Here's my question <laughs> for you, Brian and... Andrew, yes, his name's Andrew. Based on Gronkowski's latest presentation about he knew he was done after taking multiple hits and getting injured and knowing the time was up for him to, to stop playing football, do you think we're going to see more of a pattern with that? Will more younger players retiring early just based on the physicality? And I get football is a physical sport, but these guys are getting stronger and bigger, and some of these hits are taking their toll on these younger guys. Do you see – a more of a pattern uh, coming this way. And also, I'm super excited, woo, again, because we're one day closer to real football that's going to count. And also, I'm super excited because we're one day closer to freaking college football, which starts this Saturday. And I can't wait to see my Washington Huskies do their thing on the field. Again, great show last week. Stay buttery smooth. And as always, go 49ers. Woo! Gonna save that clip. Woo! <laughs> he uh, that'll be a new segment. Woo! <laughs> he, yeah, well, and we'll just play that when he. <laughs> There's a little Ric Flair action going there. Woo! He uh, that definitely. Hey, Dennis, you brought you brought the excitement that time. I'm proud of you, buddy. That's definitely. I almost fell asleep last week, so <laughs> I'm glad that you you kicked it up. So, um, oh, and congratulations on on Jimmy Graps having a much better 
uh, showing this last week. I did look at the stats after you pointed them out to me in a text message. Go, go look, go look, go look. Hashtag Jimmy Graps. You guys will be fine in San Francisco. You want to take that? You start. Uh, sure, I'll start. Um, yes, I think more and more players um, are going to be retiring at a at a younger age, and I think that that message of um, oh, there's so many different sides to this. Well, the, the one side is obviously it's 2019. Um, technology is better. There's more information out there. There's more studies. There's more every. There's more of everything out there. Um, information to give to these guys to look. You know, this is what you know could possibly happen. Or obviously, you're seeing the older players uh, and kind of the things that they're going through. Um, you know, as they age and as their bodies break down, and just kind of how how everything's happening. So yes, I think you're going to start seeing more and more players start retiring younger. The other thing is, um. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of players that honestly, with the you know younger generations, and I'm not, actually I don't even want to single that out. Just there's more and more players that don't want to just be loaded up with pills and opioids. Yeah, a lot of them just would rather have some of that. Um, how would what do you what would you call it that that natural business? Yeah, what's that? What's that called? That natural business from the earth. That is, you know, obviously it's a herb, federally illegal still, and and illegal in the NFL. But there's a lot of players that would, I mean, they they'll do it anyway. But I, there's a lot of players who would rather just do that than be loaded up with the amount of drugs that they have to get loaded up with in order to, you know, function and you know play the game. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think that's going to be a trend that you're going to start seeing is is these guys are going to retire younger. Um, they know that football isn't going to be what their job is forever and um you know you they'll, they'll have that you know play play six seven years or, or five or six years um do things like marshawn lynch did where he spent none of that earning yep um or none smart, of those earnings being, being smart with your money and, and then having being able to have a life and have a career post you know football as much as i mean as much as I love football and, and I obviously all these guys who made it to the NFL, I'm sure that how much they loved it still, you've got another, you know, 40, 50, well, some, in some cases, 60 years to live. Yeah. Um, you got a hell of a lot to think about then just that, that time between 21 and let's say just 21 and let's say 30. I think that uh, the only thing that makes me wonder about that becoming a trend is the money aspect of it because as much as these guys love the game, which they express all the time, they also love money. Oh, yeah. And one of the things about you know going to, the end, going to any pro sport is like, ooh, look at me, I'm in pro sports. But at the same time, it's, well, look at all the money I get to make now. Yep. And especially in the NFL, I mean, you're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars. And these guys have the shortest careers already. Yeah. And so I, I could see it becoming a trend where you start seeing players go, you know, they get their rookie deal and then they get that second contract, which of course is always their big one. And then, you know, at some point, once the guaranteed money on that second deal maybe is done, that's when they, you know, really think about it. And, and you'll start probably seeing some players do it. Now that they've seen other players, um, you know, 
get to their 30s and get to the 30 mark and you're 29 for Andrew Luck and say, no, I'm done. Um, it's physically tolling on the body. Like it's It just kills you, especially in you look at Gronk and Andrew Luck, those two positions, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. I mean, they're, they're getting hit with a different force than your linemen, not to take anything away from how hard linemen work or any of that stuff. Obviously they get hit too. And every single play they're getting, no, hit. there's no, you're right. Yeah. But a wide receiver, their injuries are just different. They're, they're different. Yeah, their yeah. knees and ankles yep. and hips are yeah. breaking down. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing too, is if you start, you look at what we've seen the last couple of years with like, uh, Shazier, yeah. like those yeah. types of, of injuries where they could be, I mean, you're talking not just, Oh, you know, I, I hurt an ankle or I broke a leg paralyzed. I mean, you could thinking about actually losing the function of part of your body. I mean, Shazier's had an amazing recovery. Oh yeah. He's out there catching footballs. Yeah. But it wasn't guaranteed that that was going to happen. Wasn't guaranteed to stand or walk. Yeah. So and it, one of these days you're going to get a player that's just, you know, soon that's just completely paralyzed. And, and well, and the whole, the whole reason why I even brought up, um, uh, you know, all the herbs and all that business. I know herbs. It's, it's herb. Anyways, herb. Um, and this whole thing kind of came up because Gronk is, he's partnering with a CBD company and yeah. he's, he was, he was advocating that at least at the minimum athletes should be able to use CBD in, in, in professional sports. Um, I, I won't get into the whole, the difference between CBD, THC, all that business. But, um, I mean, you're going to, that's, he's got a a very he's got a very valid point could do a whole show on that whole subject oh yeah it's just like it's just like uh states and we happen to live in a state that has made it legal and it's just like alcohol in this state where yeah you can go home after work and have a drink you have as many as you want technically just don't do anything stupid yeah don't drive and it's the same thing with marijuana you can go home smoke it eat it do whatever you want to do with it rub it on just don't do anything stupid right and nfl players can go home and have a drink if if i'm with i'm with the majority of with of a lot of people and what they should just be allowed you're going to have those players that would abuse it i get it but it's been sh- especially the the CBD thing. You're starting to see it everywhere. And I was at a convenience store the other day, uh, and there was CBD water. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> you should try it. So yeah, can't with my job, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, it's it's. I think that back to the the main thing. But yeah, you're going to start seeing that trend. Um, I don't know if it'll be like blatant and like, oh, holy crap, we got this mass amount of players that are retiring at 28. Yeah, no, I. I You'll just start seeing you'll, more it, of you'll it. Note, you'll definitely notice it. Yeah. There's going to be, there's, I think there'll be less, especially when it comes to like quarterbacks and all that, but there's going to be less Tom Brady's playing until they're 42, 41, however old he is. Um, but you just see the, the general, I think the general kind of, I don't know, I'm trying to find the word. I don't want it to be a millennial thing, but if you think about it, because I'm technically a millennial, you're technically a millennial, but I don't like being classified as one because I feel like when I grew up, I was still raised differently than how some kids have been raised. Sensitive subject, I get it. 
But well, that, well, no, that's just like but, saying I'm either a, Demo- a Dem- Democrat. A de- God, say <laughs> say I'm either a, a Democrat or Republican, and people automatically assuming the worst of the worst. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. And, anyways, but you just you just think it's not to say that college kids coming up now are more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of goes to Gottlieb's tweet about how you know oh it's too hard, but. I think that it's it's even more of they're just I think they're more aware maybe that's a good way to put it and that there's more to life than just the game of football and if you're smart with your money like Marshawn Lynch was it was unbelievable to hear that he hadn't spent any of his NFL contract because of all money. the stories that you've heard of you yeah. know all the players over the years yeah but and there's plenty of players out there that are broke because they were done with their money. So if you're going to be smart with your money and get your endorsements and spend the endorsement money and save everything else, you can retire early and you'll have a crap ton of money in the bank. And then you can go find that second career doing something, whether it be in broadcasting or, or be in, in, in anything really, um, go on a business, go do stuff and, and then make money on top of that. You can have a good life yep. I and mean, you're still going to wake up in the morning in pain, but maybe it's not as bad as if had you stayed in the game until you were 35. Yep. So Good question, Dennis. Thanks, buddy. Um, I won't say go Niners because I hate the Niners. Same. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before we get into our Star Wars stuff, uh, quick thing, as always, please leave us a review on iTunes. You just get on your little telephone there. You go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, and, and you, 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 you put in a little review. Give us some stars. Uh, thank you. We did get a, a new review on Facebook. I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, you can welcome to leave reviews there too, if you want, uh, Apple podcast. though, that's the best thing that helps us grow and we want to keep growing. So thank you for listening as always. All right. Star Wars. We are a Star Wars podcast as well as football. We're like 75% football, 25% Star Wars. Uh, come on. I'd say 81, 81, 19. Yeah. That's like ground beef. <laughs> uh, all right, so this week we had <clears throat> we've been sitting around waiting for a new trailer for episode nine, and which is the final uh, film in the Skywalker saga. And when did we get the first teaser? Was that all the way back in like April? I feel Ooh. like that was. I feel like it was April. It was a long time ago, and we've been sitting around waiting. And if you look at the schedule and how. Disney's been releasing these, which I still hate saying Disney. Can we say Lucasfilm? <laughs> Disney is just weird. Um, it, it was about October is about when we would get a, we probably will still end up getting a full fledged trailer trailer. We got our teaser anyway. So D 23, that's Disney's big expo. And uh, star Wars, of course, was a big part of it. Um, we're going to start with though, before we get into the episode nine stuff, one of the big things that they premiered there, which we've all been excited about since we heard that it was happening, is Disney's launching their their own streaming service, Disney Plus. And one of the series that they're creating is The Mandalorian. Yep. And we got our first trailer for that. And I... It's going to be out in here in just a few months. It's November. Yep. Uh, November 12th, I think. Uh, I was... I don't know how you felt trailer-wise, but I, I was... I was impressed. I love, yeah, no, um, I love the way, just the way it looks. Um, obviously, it's 
it's written by uh I, I know it's written but i don't know who, who if he's directed it uh oh well, created and written by john favreau john favreau's done all the movies that he's i mean obviously he's did the first iron man um and i think he did i think the first and the third one or maybe just the first two um but it just when it comes to him as a writer and creator he does a very good job i i thoroughly enjoy the stuff that he does so once his name was attached to it um and obviously you saw him do um you know what he did with the jungle book and and lion king um hakuna matata everybody but seeing seeing what what he's done i mean yeah again once he was named his name was attached to it i was all all excited and then obviously he had the the casting um like i was talking off air I, i know you didn't watch game of thrones no i did not but uh um pedro is it pascal i can't remember um but he played he played a character in there and he was he was very good in that and he's he's gonna fit he'll fit perfectly in that role it had a nice the trailer anyway had a nice dark tone to it as it should as it should um we're talking bounty hunting i mean um it it's that's it's a darker side of the star wars universe and I like it because it's going to take us outside of the Skywalker stuff and just into this this dark criminal world, basically of of the universe. And right. and bounty hunters that they were a big part of of the Empire, and they were used heavily by the Empire. And just the whole just the music that they used and the feeling of it all. And the, it just, it, it looks like really good. And I'm excited to have a, a star Wars series. And it's not the only one we're getting. Um, because I didn't even write this down on here, but the other news that came out of there, that was rumors were flying around about it, but Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. With you and McGregor, you and McGregor I'd be okay with that. Hello there. That's the, <laughs> hello there. Um, but on the so, but on the Mandalorian, the, yeah. so that and for those of you who don't know, so that it's supposed to take place five years after the fall of the first empire, um, and prior to obviously the first order. So it's it's not it's not like it's going to be, you know, it's in between way back when. It's it's the story will take place in the timeline that is fairly recent, um, but just the. The way that it, the the, well, I think you mentioned it. Yeah, the cinematography, just the way I was just, I was just like, was and I and I wonder if cool looking. I wonder if um, Disney's streaming service is going to be like Netflix and and Amazon, or well, no, I guess Amazon doesn't do it. Yeah, no, Amazon does weekly release. Really. I wonder if it's going to be like Netflix, where it's, they announced here's today. here's everything at once. They announced that today. Oh yeah, that they're going to be weekly. Oh, that sucks. Then they want to build the suspense. No, I want to just. You just want to binge it and get it done. I want to binge it and then binge it again. It's so weird because I love being able to binge a show, but at the same time, I kind of like the the anticipation of a weekly show because it takes me back to TV before streaming when you had to wait. I'm rewatching a lot of series I used to watch years ago now when I have time, just because I'm bored, and I'll have it on while I'm working. And the the problem now is the the dramatic effect of like a cliffhanger ending are gone because you can't do that with a series that's released all at once until the very last episode when you used to be able to do that episode to episode they'd make you wait a week to find out what happened 
Yeah, but no, that's just how they keep you hooked because you keep binging. And you're like, oh, one more episode. Oh, shit. One more episode. Okay, one, one more. more. Yeah, I know it's three in the morning, but just, one more episode. How many times have you looked at your phone and been like, let's see, it's about 2.15. These are 45-minute episodes. I'll be done at 3. Sleep at 3.05. Sleep by 3.05. <laughs> I got to get up at I gotta get up at 6. That's that's three hours of sleep. I could I can function on that. I'll just get an extra coffee. How many times have you done that? I've done it plenty. A couple times. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. So, but yeah, I'm excited for it. That's going to be really cool. I know I've, I've got, you're not my only Star Wars buddy. I got a bunch of Star Wars friends and everyone is excited about this because it's something so different and outside of what we're used to. Um, it's going to be cool. And then Obi-Wan is going to be great. It's, uh, we've wanted, you know, we got Solo as a spinoff film and who nobody cared. And it wasn't a story anybody asked for. And we've all actually, everyone has kind of been like, where's Obi-Wan? Like, yeah while he's still young and can play the part get you and mcgregor in here and he came out and said i want to do it yeah and there's been four years of rumors and like purpose purposeful stories getting shot out there to say this is not happening this will not happen to try and make people divert off of the scent basically and go oh well that's never going to happen and then finally they bring him out on stage you're like oh (laughs) by the way we're doing an obi-wan series and you're like oh and it's cool because it's going to be a series, so you're going to have more stuff. And I, Disney's obviously, I get, I get the whole thing of it's a money grab. They want to get as much money off of the Star Wars thing as they can. So even as the Skywalker saga is ending, you have another trilogy in the works. You've got the Mandalorian, you got Obi Wan, you got all this different things happening. There's another season of Clone Wars. There's all this stuff. It's, it's never going to end. It'll so, never end. No, nope. Star Wars forever. Hooray! I'm okay with it. Yeah. And then. Story started flying out about they showed footage uh, at a, at D23 for episode nine. And of course, nobody could have their phones. So there was no footage of the footage. I was li- I was seriously hoping for just some grainy, <laughs> just somebody filming it on their phone. And there was nobody. And so you're like, well, give us a trailer, please. Yeah. Like, come on. And then they were like, okay. And finally, we got one. And they made it sound like at D23 that it was just a spice reel. Yeah. Well, it was, they showed footage. It wasn't actually in like a trailer format. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That, but, they, but they showed like a reel of, of just new footage from episode nine. And when it came out, it, it's more a trailer. I mean, it starts with, with a montage of, one the previous yeah. films and it's weird they went in the order of they were the, how they were released not in the story and, yeah. and then they they went four five six chronological order. one two three and then seven and eight yep and it was weird when it started and I, I i watched those reaction films and all that type of thing and so many people were like wait did we click on the wrong thing like what's going on here yeah. why is there why is there a young luke skywalker what's what's that happening what's going on there and uh but actually what what they were doing was just basically bringing it full circle and reminding you that this they're pushing hard on the fact that this is the end of something that started in 77 yeah and um and i i gotta believe him what do you think about this but i gotta believe there's so many different scenes and stuff that they could pick from to create that montage jj is he picks certain stuff for i i would think for a reason like there's you don't just say well let's show darth maul like why 
Right. Yeah. The, so something there's, there's probably there's, something to do with yeah. everything that they showed. And and there's like like Luke's uh, you know, there's a thousand generations that live in you now, like yep. all that type of thing. The where they started that and just the whole that part of it, why? And it makes you wonder like who's Luke talking to? I want to know that. Like who's he is he talking? obviously the assumption is Ray, but But he could be talking to Kylo Ren. Exactly. He could be talking to I mean, who knows? Um, and then you, they go through all that montage and at the very end of it, the music is like, it's a beautiful, like it, John Williams, just music and, and John Williams, John Williams, the shit out of it. He just, yeah, (laughs) that's what they did. And at the very, right before they started showing the new footage, they, they, the last thing they showed was, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren in their first fight that they had, um, and on Starkiller base and, I never noticed it when I watched force awakens, but it's actually a really cool shot because they're showing with the way, and I'm sure they know they did it on purpose, but if you look at her eyes, she's got the blue yep. and she's got the red and then that's reflecting off her face. And it's meant to show the conflict within her when it comes to the light and the dark side. And I never noticed that before and noticed it then. And then it just goes right into uh, new footage. You get to see the gang back together at what looks like a Burning Man festival, something like that. <laughs> like it's like, oh, cool, they're going to a show. That's fun. <laughs> Is there a concert there? And <laughs> and then you get to see Leia, which every every time we see a trailer or anything, and and Carrie Fisher's in it, you just kind of get sad. Well, shit. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's right, she's. But I I am interested to see what they do with her because what they showed was like well okay that's yeah what that's nice but you've seen in the teaser you saw her hugging ray and and i mean they've promised they're not going to do any you know cg leia so uh, what footage they have and what they're going to do with her I, I, I that's what i want to know and then uh you see resistance ships appear coming out of light speed to the music which was just nuts and then the coolest shot, honestly, there's a bunch of cool shots. Check my board of Star Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite shot in the whole thing is the Star Destroyers. Did you notice, and I noticed after watching a uh, uh, a breakdown of it, did you notice that they're, they are actually Imperial Star Destroyers? Hmm. They, of course, people have time on their hands to break down these things and actually like, well, there's a notch here in the ship and they're strapped here. And that means they're Imperial and not First Order. And you're like cool buddy all right <laughs> well i mean it would make sense because you hear um you know or you see what's his name in the you know i'm not gonna say what's his name did you just say what's his name <laughs> it's laid i'm sorry That's um well no and that would make sense because you see palpatine in the poster that they released so didn't it look kind of cartoon like to you almost a little bit but yeah, it's weird um and then you see finn and one of the new characters on a ship um and then the first what the bleep moment is uh, Creepio, as I'm now calling him, is C-3PO uh, rising up with red eyes, Yeah, which is, I mean, what do you make of that? Um, there's going to be a scene in the movie where uh, he Creepio's got red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, it's just, I mean, it's, you, you never, you don't they're, know. They're That's, meant to misdirect. That's exactly. what trailers do. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, it's one of those. And that was the first thing I text Dennis from Ohio. And I, I sent it to him and he watched it. And that's actually the first thing he noticed. Not the ending that I, we're going to talk about here in a minute. But the first thing he noticed was, oh, my God, you see Superhero's eyes? And I didn't even catch it the first time I watched it. 
And and I'm like, what do you mean a C three PO? That was eyes? one of the first things I saw. I too. didn't I didn't notice it. And so his then he sent me a screen grab, and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, his eyes are red. Must be spending time in Washington State, yeah. smoking too much of that grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you see a, a some sort of weapon uh, hitting the a planet, and you're like, yeah. Oh. First thought in my head is, oh no, what's the massive weapon this time? We blow, had blow up another planet. We had Star Killer Base, then we had a Dreadnought, and I mean, what do we got now? And who knows? But there's always got to be something, right? Um, then you see Ray, and it looks like she's training, and she throws a lightsaber and then catches it, and it's the lightsaber that broke and broken half in in Last Jedi. So um, don't know what's going on there. She looks angry and like she's pissed off at whatever she's training and doing and uh but she throws it and she's doing her rocky moment her rocky montage yeah and like a boomerang comes flying back to her and she catches it and that's cute um then you start and then for the first time you hear palpatine again we heard him his little his little cackle in the teaser yeah and in this one you hear uh your journey and then you see some stuff and then nears its end uh and then in the middle of that you see uh kylo ren getting off of his his special little tie fighter that he's got there yep uh, igniting his ridiculous lightsaber, and then uh, and then you see him and what I I hope is a big fight scene because it looks so epic to me on what looks like wreckage of de- the second Death Star of them doing a lightsaber battle it looks so freaking cool. I'd be I'd be fine with that if that's a nice little big battle that they do. But then he says nears its end, and you again same thing with Luke. Like I want to know who's he talking to, right? Um, and then. Uh, Let's see. So, and then it goes to black screen and you hear a bunch of noises. One of the noises you pick up though, Vader. Yep. You hear that old, uh, <laughs> asthma mask that old <laughs> the sleep apnea mask, sleep apnea mask. It's pretty lucky. You can wear your sleep apnea mask all day. <laughs> you know, don't just put it on at night. That's crazy. Um, that's allows the next, what the bleep moment. Um, and then, I had read about it because people saw it at the thing. And so it was already a story and, and you knew it was coming, but you still didn't know what to think. All of a sudden a shot to what looks like a dark side Ray with a new fancy lightsaber yeah. that uh, looks like it's double bladed. And then she flips it out and it looks very Darth Maul style uh, lightsaber. And then it just cuts to you. And you if you had a mirror to see your face, it's like, uh, <gasps> what? <laughs> what just happened? What are you doing? And uh, I want you to get. I want you to talk about it real quick because you said it when we watched it. Uh, <laughs> your immediate reaction to seeing that was not, "Oh my God, Ray's going to go dark." It was, Ugh. oh yeah. It, it wasn't. It had, yeah, it had nothing to do with that. I thought that was awesome, but my first reaction when I saw that weapon was, "That weapon is going to get picked apart." <laughs> so hard by star wars fans that it's just gonna it's like it's just a weapon in a sci-fi movie it's okay it doesn't need to be absolutely perfect if it were to exist in the real world it's all right but then i mean i I, I thought it was fucking cool i mean she just flips it out and i was like that makes it made me as excited the first time I saw the Phantom Menace trailer and you see Darth Maul's, yep. you know, light up and you're like, oh, double-sided lightsaber. Because you'd never seen anything like that before. And then you, and then I saw her do that and same reaction. I was like, that, it's, it's so cool. But the, the, I don't even know the word, but the, the un, 
I don't want to say, oh, I guess I'll just, the unhateful fan in me first thought was that weapon is just going to get picked apart. Oh, yeah. And it will because that's what, you know, Star Wars fans do. Um, so you're left wondering because then it goes to, you see that, and then it goes to this, the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker logo. Yep. Yep. The a very powerful rendition of, it's, it is the Force theme, but it's, it's, they've altered it. And then what I at the very end when it says December, if you actually listen carefully, it's Ray's theme that's playing. Yeah, and it's very it's subtle, but it's that's Ray's theme, and I that's obviously put there for a reason. Um, so of course everyone's freaking out, going, "Oh my God, Ray's gonna go dark!" First of all, calm the hell down because again, trailers are meant to misdirect you, and they would never give away something that big in a freaking trailer. Yeah. So it's either a vision, she's a clone which I think is unique because that would be cool. Um, or I had thought about this today. What if the rise of Skywalker is Kylo? It could be Kylo Ren. What if he's the one that's meant to turn good? And that means that she ends up going dark and then he saves everything. She's already said she's done with it after this. There's not going to be any more Ray. So maybe she's dead. We don't know. <laughs> we got a few months to wait. We got a few months to wait to figure it out, but it was cool. And I can't wait for a full trailer. Yeah. And no, I, uh, I was definitely excited to see that. Yeah. Um, again, just with, like I said, with Favreau, but with Abram, just the way that he shoots things, I it, I really enjoy it a lot. You can so see the differences between... Him and Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Huge differences. Yeah. I wish they would have just... As much as I'm not super critical of Last Jedi, I do wish that they had just let Abrams do all three. Yep. I think we would have been... I think the grumpy Star Wars fans would be happier right now because I'm sure they would have gotten a, a, a an episode eight they were happier with. Um, but I'm excited to see. I will tell you, and I've said it before, two things. One, I will cry like a baby during this, and that's just you have to do it. Are you gonna cry? You're gonna cry. It's gonna be the end of the end of the thing. You're gonna have to, you're gonna cry. And then two, if they blow up the money in Falcon, I don't care what part of the movie is. I'm walking out of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I will get up and I'm walking out of the theater. I don't care. I don't want to see the rest of the movie. I will leave. You don't blow up the Falcon. That's bullshit. Disney, you're better than that. I'm just warning you right now. Uh, as soon as you said that, though, I just had the vision of Peter Griffin walking into a movie theater, sitting down, and then blowing up and going, Ma! And then, and then leaving. And then going. First, like in the first 15 minutes of the movie. And I missed the whole rest of it because they did it right then. Yeah. I would. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I will leave. I'll go back and see it again later, but I will leave in protest to make a statement. <laughs> You're staying, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. But since I, you'll probably not end up seeing it with me, you'll be with your, your lovely wife, um, unless we all go together. That'd be fun. Um, if it does happen, and I've seen it before you, you'll laugh at it, and everyone will be like, why are you laughing? And then in your head, you'll be like, well, because I can just see my friend. <laughs> screaming fuck you and getting up and walking out of the theater because that's exactly what i'll do right now uh well right now right now but then so uh not now but but, but then, then but then in, later in december and, and then and earlier right like what you said uh all right enough star wars talk for now we will of course do a review episode um when that movie comes out and because those are a lot of fun uh we'll finish it off like we always do game picks even though these games are so meaningless what's dallas gonna do versus tampa bay dallas will win shocking uh seattle versus oakland the raiders 
Uh, just we'll we'll take this game picks as warming up for the for the regular season. Yeah, but we'll be more enthused, <laughs> and we'll give scores and we'll actually care. Seattle's going to beat Oakland because Oakland's a mess and John Gurdon's stupid. Uh, <laughs> We've called out some uh, some names in this episode. We have, we have, but like you said, maybe it boosts us. And if that's the reason it does, we finally like skyrocket. I'm okay with it. Uh, anything else you want to add, buddy? Nah, man. Sweet. All right. Until next time, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.